you've been learning about value investing, finance, just regular investment for a while now, but you don't know where to go next. You're getting confused about the vast amount of information on the internet. You don't want to waste your time on crap information. You want good information um, and reliable information. In this series of videos on value investing and finance education, you will find those answers to those questions and much more. My name is Jason Rivera. Welcome to Value Investing and Finance Education. Hey, Jason here. Today I want to talk to you about Kraft Heinz's massive $16.6 billion impairment charges that it's had or that it's done now just announced today. Another one for $1.2 billion. Um, and back in February, biggest one I think ever, or at least in consumer staples industry, of $15.4 billion. How that affects valuation, how it affects the margin of safety, how that affects the company and its economics, um, how it uh, affects the stock price, all that. Um, so, a bit crazy here. Okay. Make sure you can see my screen. From the top, drop down. I don't see a drop down. Okay. Okay, so here we go. Okay, so you can see my screen now. So this is the first thing I want to show you, and I just want to make sure this is recording actually what it is showing you. Okay, so it's showing my screen, so this should be working. So here is Kraft Heinz from the year to date. In February, when they announced their massive $15.4 billion write-down, their share price was 48, about $48 a share. A little bit over $48 a share when they announced, or right before they announced their first write-down ever. Since then, then it dropped off a cliff, as you can see, <clears throat> from about 48 to about 35 been hovering in the 30 to 35 dollar range for most of the time except for in June it dropped to 28 today they announced another massive write down and as of this recording they're down another 30 percent today so that's the effect write downs have on stock prices but why why does that happen <clears throat> why are write downs impairments such big deals let me show you. So here's Morningstar. I'm going to go to their financials. And impair our goodwill and intangible assets are on the balance sheet. So let's go to quarterly. Ugh. So I won't be able to show it necessarily here because they only update their last quarterly as of end of 2018, but I can show you what has happened since then. Okay, so, Goodwill, let's close that. 
close that. So these numbers are in billions of dollars here. So according to Oh, these are so this is different. Used to be on Morningstar and they just upgrade updated their data feed again. Um, so it looks like they combine these now, but it looks like Okay, so here's where they're separated out. I was gonna say they used to separate out goodwill and intangibles, um, but they're combined here. So let's go into here. So they have thirty-six and a half billion dollars in goodwill as of the end of the quarter 2018 and 50.5 billion dollars in intangibles other than goodwill and those are broken down to trademarks, patents, customer relationships uh, and that's mostly what those are. Okay, so I'm going to back up. Goodwill is the excess amount a company paid in excess of their balance sheet value when they acquired something. So if their balance sheet value was worth $20 billion, let's say, and they paid $25 billion for the company, they would have to put $5 billion in goodwill on their um, financial statements going forward. Intangibles, again, trademarks, patents, customer relationships. Pretty straightforward. So what i do with goodwill and intangibles when i analyze any company that i analyze and this is what i teach my students is this specifically goes for um, analyzing the overall company and also its balance sheet strength margin safety valuation all this stuff which i'll get to in this video so goodwill when i do an asset reproduction valuation um, which is to find the valuation it would take for another company to reproduce similar results from a company you write down when you do an asset reproduction valuation you write down some of the value of assets to get an idea of what it would take for you if you were to start up the company today that you and you wanted similar results the capital it would take when i do an asset reproduction valuation i write off almost 100 or almost 100% of the time I write off goodwill completely. So this would be down to zero already. Intangibles, most of the time I write these off unless it's some kind of gigantic company like this is um, that has valuable trademarks, patents, brand names. Um, um, uh, in other words, large competitive advantages over long-term, sustained competitive advantage over a long time period. Um, in this case, I would have taken about 25% of the value to be safe um, as a reproduction valuation. Again, most of the time I write this off 100% of the time unless the company is gigantic and it has competitive advantages like Kraft does. I do that, and this is different from many value investors. Um, this is far more conservative than many value investors because but I do this because I want as much margin of safety as possible and goodwill for the most part is just an economic or just an accounting number. It doesn't have any economic value whatsoever 99% of the time. So that's why I write off goodwill 100%. Same thing with intangibles. 90 probably plus percent of the time, probably 95% of the time plus 
intangibles have zero economic value. They're more of an accounting number valuing things like trademarks and patents. Now, again, if a company is large and has sustained competitive advantages, that is the 5% difference. And this is why I would still write it off enormous amounts. So I would only take 25% of this amount. So their total assets would go from 104 billion. And again, this isn't the full reproduction valuation because I want to talk specifically about these things today. So this is just a quick kind of go through of this. So I'm going to round up minus 36.5 completely. And let's say, was that about 12, 11? Let's go 12. So minus 40. So that automatically just erasing these two things or discounting these two things brings the value of the company and its balance sheet strength from 104 billion down to 33.1 billion. So what does that mean in a real world sense? <clears throat> in a real world sense, I'm gonna stop sharing my screen now. Sorry, this is some new software I'm working with, so. Bear with me. I don't know why it's not selecting a source. Oh, that's why. There we go. Okay, sorry about that, bear with me. So that means that according to my quick calculation here, about 70% of the entire company's value based on balance sheet strength is not really true value in the real sense of the word. Um, it's not really real economic. It has really no economic benefit is the best way to put it. Uh, most of it. <clears throat> Why is this a big deal? <laughs> this is why I tell my students to be very, 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 very careful if they see companies with large amounts of goodwill and intangible assets when they're analyzing them, not only for the balance sheet strength, which we already talked about, um, and I'll get to, I'll finish up my thoughts on that in a little bit, but also for valuation purposes, because if you have to write these down or impair them, which is what Kraft Heinz did to large amounts, and they're still, in my opinion, probably gonna have to do some more, is it degrades the it lowers the value of the overall company because balance sheet strength net assets um, total assets minus total liabilities is as value investors a decent proxy of the underlying value of the company at its very kind of basic level that's what it is um, that's why you look at book value um, um, book value is total assets minus total liabilities and whatever's left over is the book value of the company. So I'll illustrate again and I'll go back to sharing my screen here. Actually, let me just back this all up. 
Okay, so here's equity. Oops, what happened? Okay, so equity, which is net assets after the liabilities are taken over, is $51.78 billion as of the end of 2018 without my adjustments to them, to goodwill and intangible assets. So in other words, when taking out the values of goodwill and intangible assets, or at least discounting the intangible assets like I do, good or not goodwill, um, equity goes from positive to negative book value. So essentially what this means in a real world sense is the assets and liabilities combined when you discount intangible assets and take out goodwill are worth less than zero. I want to emphasize that, worth less than zero. The market, or uh, not the market, the value of the balance sheet as Kraft has currently constructed it, when you subtract goodwill and intangible and discount um, intangible assets has negative value on the company. Essentially, this is a drag on the company. Um, and that's not even, well, it does include their uh, liabilities, but we could go even further into that discussion as well because I can guarantee they have too much debt from my understanding. They probably have too much debt for their cash flow, but that's, again, for another discussion. So this also not only makes the company less valuable, means there's less margin of safety it means and these both are a drag on the company and its economics and what the market perceives of it and that eventually in time lowers the value of the company <clears throat> which i will illustrate here so actually <laughs> This is perfect. I didn't know this was gonna. Well, this is what was gonna happen. So as of right now, I value the company's assets. Again, this isn't net assets. This is just assets at about thirty-three point one billion dollars as of today, excluding one hundred percent of goodwill and counting only twenty-five percent of intangible assets. There are other assets in total including those numbers are only worth about $33.1 billion in my estimation. Again, this is not net number. Their current market cap is about $33.3 billion after its huge drop today. As of right now, that means according to Morningstar's numbers that Kraft Heinz is selling below its book value. I think this is a false number. The price to book is 0.73. I think that is a false number because, again, I think they will have to do further write-downs. Why? They're losing massive market share to people wanting to become more healthy and eat healthier foods, not the processed foods that they've been eating from Kraft, uh, Kraft Heinz Company for decades. Um, companies like Walmart and Amazon are private labeling, which are essentially the same, um, the great value brands in Walmart, um, Sam's Choice and Sam's Club. Uh, Costco has Kirkland's. They're bringing out pretty much the same products, but just under their own names that they can use because that brings companies like Walmart, Amazon, Costco higher profits. And 
but that also drops revenue and profits for companies like Kraft Heinz who have these brand names, Kraft and macaroni and cheese, um, Heinz ketchup, mustard, all that kind of stuff. So there are several factors affecting this company. None of them are any good. Um, in the United States, for example, and this, this is a worldwide company, but in the United States, there's a huge trend towards getting away from processed foods because they're bad for you, shocker. Um, people want to generally want to eat healthier. Um, they want to eat better. They want still want to eat cheap, which is why private label brands from Walmart, Sam's, Costco, um, Amazon are taking on a huge... Amazon Choice, I think is what theirs called, is called, um, is taking on such a huge, or taking out a huge chunk of market share from these brands, Kraft Heinz, um, or some of the other, General Mills is another one that's being hit by these factors. Um, these other kind of major food, Nestle, I think to some degree, all their, although they're, I haven't studied this industry in a massive degree yet, but I think they're doing a little bit better, but still people are going towards faster or better foods, uh, less processed foods because they are worse for you. I actually saw a study not too long ago that some scientists um, said that eating a piece of pizza in the morning for breakfast is generally better for you than eating most cereals because most cereals are so bad for you <laughs> because of how much sugar and how much uh, other crap was in it that frankly we don't need. Um, which was kind of a shocking statement that I read. So, what does that do for the company overall? That means Kraft Heinz is in massive short-term trouble. I wouldn't say long-term trouble. They're a multi-billion dollar company that operates all over the world. Um, plus, they have great operators behind them in 3G Capital, who Warren Buffett partnered with. Um, they have Warren Buffett's partner or capital if they need it. Um, possibly, I don't know. He seemed pretty pissed the last time he talked about Kraft Heinz. <laughs> um, but um, I don't think this company will go away anytime soon. But they are in massive trouble because of these impairments. Anytime you see a company with massive amounts of goodwill, massive amount, amounts of intangible assets, you need to be very, very, very careful in what you deem as balance sheet strength, you need to make sure that the goodwill and intangible assets are actually good assets. Again, I, I always assume that they're not great at best and discount them massively or completely on the balance sheet when I look at a company's balance sheet or book value, margin of safety, that kind of stuff. This can also lead to destruction of value in the underlying company because essentially if you write off or impair this amount, they was a 16.6 billion dollars just like that they 16.6 billion dollars worth of value is gone from the balance sheet once they impair it so they've already was 104 billion dollars so they have already admitted that their assets are worth only instead of 104 billion worth and again these aren't updated numbers because they're not on morningstar but worth about what is that 80 88 billion um that's a massive drop. That's a that's a fifteen percent drop in the value of the 
balance sheet. And again, that's balance sheet we look for as value investors as a margin of safety at a very basic level, basic valuation of the company. So if that lowers, valuation lowers, and then the market will catch up, which is happening now, and the market is crushing, um, just crushing Kraft Heinz right now. Well, it did in February, and it, it's happening again today. It's down 10 12% again today. So, you, again, you need to be very, very careful when you look at Goodwill intangible assets. Any company that has even a decent amount of these compared to the market cap of the company, you need to figure out in the footnotes and the financial statements what these are, and you need to determine for yourself when you're valuing and evaluating the company if they add to the company, subtract from the company, do nothing for the company, and if you need to write them down when you're analyzing and doing the valuation of the company. Because by my estimations, again, Kraft Heinz actually has net asset value, negative net asset value, sorry. Meaning their shares, their balance sheet is worth less than zero. Their balance sheet is worth less than zero. Their operations are valuable. Their distribution is valuable, um, all that stuff. But their balance sheet is a drag on the company essentially um, right now. And that's coming to fruition with these strategic errors they made um, and new competition they're having. And in my opinion, companies most of the time overestimate these values anyways. That's another reason I, not necessarily the goodwill, but the intangible assets, they overestimate the value of these intangible assets, which is another reason I'm cautious about these. Um, and this is a perfect example. I don't think necessarily that the competition is hurting, yes, um, but I think they massively for probably years undervalue or overvalued their intangible assets. How do I know that? A, experience. B, because the SEC is also um, Securities and Exchange Commission in the United States for those overseas is now investigating Kraft Heinz for accounting irregularities, I think is what the term was. Um, so another hit is why they're taking another hit. So be careful. Be very, 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 very careful if you see companies with massive amounts of intangibles, goodwill, and always assume that they are overstated. Always assume that, especially when it comes to intangibles. Everybody thinks they have the prettiest puppy in the world, essentially the brands in this the case, and then what happens if another pretty puppy comes along and oh, then... <laughs> You're kind of, oh, that might be a prettier puppy or a better dog or whatever in this analogy. Um, and that's the case here is their brands, their puppy is not as pretty as they thought it was. Um, their brands are not as valuable as they thought they were. Um, this is why I'm a big believer also that brands in and of themselves are not huge competitive advantages. Um, the only kind of difference in that or the only kind of caveat to that is in luxury brands like... Uh, Louis Vuitton, um, um, Gucci, some of these super high-end brands, um, as long as they don't do stupid stuff. For a while there, Coach and Dooney and Burke and these other bags, I mean, they were never on the level as those, as Louis Vuitton and um, Gucci, but they were going up for a while, and now they're crashing too. So unless you have a super high-level brand in luxury goods or, let's say, tobacco, products, uh, Marlboro and uh, Philip Morris, uh, owned by Altria and Philip Morris, for example, 
where your customers are literally addicted to your products, um, brands to me are not huge long-term sustainable competitive advantages, especially how fast markets and industries change today. Uh, maybe in the past they were, but with the internet and everything, there's they're not over the long-term very valuable brands. Amazon, in my estimation, isn't a valuable brand in and of itself, and they've been around for 20 years and are one of the biggest c companies in the entire world. And they, in my opinion, don't have that powerful of a brand. Um, Apple, 20 years ago, they were almost going bankrupt and all of a sudden Apple is the coolest thing in the world to a lot of people. Um, trends change, things change. But to boil it down, massive, be careful. Be super careful. Anytime you're looking at any investment, whether, and this goes for private companies too, if you see a lot of goodwill and intangible assets, you need to figure out what those intangible assets are. And you need to estimate yourself if those are really worth what the company says they're worth. Um, because in a lot of cases, in many cases, they will be written down, they will be impaired, and essentially value like that will be gone. And your margin of safety, if you don't consider those things, will be gone. And your chances of losing money will go up, your chances of making money will go down. Um, I hope this helps. I I don't necessarily like talking about this stuff, but it's super important. Uh, and a lot of people want to talk about impairment or goodwill or intangible assets, stuff like this. So I hope this helped. I hope you found a ton of value of it. Uh, let me know what your thoughts were in the comments below. Um, I'm not working on any notes here, so I'm sure I missed something. If I missed something, let me know in the comments below. Um, but I hope you got the general gist, and hopefully you'll, you'll be wary of um, or more wary of intangible assets and goodwill now. Thanks a lot. Have a good day. Talk to you soon. Bye.